You know where 1640 Riverside... Are you going to order something, kid? Uh, yeah. Give me, give me a tab. Tab? I can't give you a tab unless you order something. Looks like me and Vincent caught you boys at breakfast. Sorry about that. Did you have it? Hamburgers. Hamburgers! The cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. What kind of hamburgers? Cheeseburgers. No, 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 no. Where'd you get them? McDonald's, Wendy's, Jack in the Box, where? Big Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna Burger? That's that Hawaiian burger joint. I hear they got some tasty burgers. I ain't never had one myself. How are they? They're good. You mind if I try one of yours? This is yours here, right? is a tasty burger. Hello, I'm Mr. Delicious, the new spokesman for Rack's Restaurants. My job, to encourage you to enjoy tasty, affordable meals in a more mature dining environment. I know what you're thinking. He's a cartoon. And cartoons are mostly for people who wet their pants. But not Mr. D. He's a special cartoon for adults. And Mr. Delicious always carries this briefcase. Contents? Watch for me and visit Rack's. Tickety D. Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. Well, from the northern and correct area of the country, I'm Dave. Sorry, I'm Rabbi Colonel Dave. (laughs) To the Central Valley, California, where it's still summertime in the low 90s, and we are the home of the real Unitarian Living Church. Universal Life Church. Universal. Jeez, you people can't even get it right. No wonder no, we had to split okay. away from you. I'm a relatively new convert. Come on. I'm the Reverend Rodbo. <laughs> We're still having a lot of fun with this ordination thing. Yeah. Well, and, and interestingly enough, we found out that uh, it started in Modesto, of all places. Right down on 3rd Street. Right on 3rd Street. So, yeah, I signed up to be ordained, ordained by them as well. So I'm, I'm doubly ordained. Not me, man. I pick a side and I stick to it. <laughs> Be water, my friend. Be water. Not to mention the fact that having already performed my first wedding, I'm, I feel like you I'm, kind of, you know. Yeah, you're, yeah. And locked in. That's, that's interesting. Which, by the way, did went about as well as I expected for those of you who were listening last week. And apparently there's about 20% less of you now. So I'm guessing that our religious intonations here have uh, turned off some of the audience. I don't know. Maybe. did hear from Mojav, who listens via the XML file, so he he bypasses the statistical system, Ugh. which, okay, great, but you're not helping us. Yeah. There's a special place in podcast hell, I think. For <laughs> Well, not careful, because he is one of our best listeners. Well, I mean, no, I, no, no. <laughs> Just... No, and that's fine. We appreciate that. We right. just would like to make sure that when you do listen that way, just let us know you're listening. What we don't appreciate is the other 25 of you who just decided to take the week off. You people. There is a special you. place in podcast hell for you. <laughs> and if we're going to take uh, all this time to get ordained and whatever else we do, um, you know, the least you can do is put a little effort into it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah seriously. Because otherwise, 
might be going to hell. Podcast Maybe. hell. Podcast, podcast hell. hell. Which would consist of a, a, a list of podcasts that I can give you that <laughs> they will they will make you want to rip your hair out. Start, starting with one that kind of rhymes with Alyssa Milano. <laughs> yeah. God, these people send me stuff. I belong to like, I don't know, 10 or 12 podcast groups just because. Yeah. And I try not to read them because they drive me insane. Do we have, do, do I have any fellow podcasters who are transgendered, reverse transgendered, identify as female slash male who want to discuss the transcendent ideas of such and such an author? And I just want to type, why no, you don't. <laughs> But I can't. <laughs> See, so I, I would have said, I did, but I got over it. <laughs> the comments are amazing. Oh, this sounds so exciting and interesting. In what world does that sound interesting? I, I don't know. I used, to belong, it, yeah. I used to belong to Rotary Clubs back when I was actually a respectable human being. And you know when I quit going to Rotary? I, yeah. I just said, this is not for me. So I go to a meeting one day in Fairfax, Virginia, of all places. Okay. Fairfax, Virginia is one of the top 10 richest counties in America. I have no business being here. I was a pastor. And the Rotary Clubs like to have pastors on the Rotary Club. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. One, they know they're going to get paid because the church will pay it. And yeah. number two, it you know makes them respectable or whatever. I don't know. So I get to the rotary meeting and the guy says, Dave, I got to, I got to warn you. Today's guest speaker is a little, I mean, he's a little, you know, it might be PG plus 13 plus. So if you're offended, I won't be offended if you leave. And the guys, the guy gets up there to speak and he has written a book. I am not making this up. He actually has copies of the book with him that you can purchase if you'd like. Okay. The title of the book is The Psychosexual Habits of Peruvian Barmaids. Okay. And I said to myself, you know, long before I was a pastor, I am a United States Navy submariner and a sailor. And if there's something I want to hear about... It's the psychosexual habits of Peruvian barmaids. Dang right. Because I need to know. Psychosexual habits. This guy droned on for 55 freaking minutes about U.S. Forest Service policy. Oh, my gosh. And I literally wanted to rip my hair out. And I said to the guy that was talking to me before the meeting said, I'm so offended that I'm done with this. It's not really what I said. What I said was, I I got to go, man. And I wasn't the only one. People were bailing left and right. I bet he didn't sell one book. I didn't buy one. I should have, but I, I didn't. Because I had a feeling that that book was probably the most boring thing ever written. Uh, I don't know. So what does Amazon have to say about that one? You know, I don't even think it's on Amazon, to be honest with you. I, I've never looked. I... So it's one of those things I should have looked for some time ago, but I, I didn't. And I didn't. So here's the really dumb thing. Did you know that Apple iTunes sells books? 
Uh, I, no. a longtime iPad and iPhone user, did not know that. I, you know, when I first got my first iPhone, I noticed the Books app, but I didn't pay any attention to it because I had Kendall's. Who needs this, right? So out of the blue the other day, Apple sends me this email. Dave, we know you're really into history. Okay. How, does, how does Apple know that? Okay. Anyway, we got a bunch of history books on sale that you might be interested in. And I said to myself, instead of saying to myself, how the hell does Apple know this? <laughs> I, I said, really? Click. And before I knew what I was doing, I had five new books. But okay. <laughs> I had them on my iPad, which is great because I didn't really... I've never really used my iPad as a reader before. Yeah. My, it, that's what my wife uses all the time. God, it works great. I mean, I'm not going to say it's better than the Kindle, but it's bigger than the Kindle. I mean, yeah. I have the full iPad Pro 13-inch oh, okay, you know, yeah. ginormous because yeah. I'm blind. I can't see. I even have the biggest Kindle, which is still only half that size. Anyway, I got a bunch of new books. Who's surprised? Well, Come on. So I just I just did the search at Amazon. And right. so if you separate the word psycho and sexual, it actually comes up with Kung Fu Panda as first one. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's so funny. But when you actually no, you put that together, you get the seven habits of highly effective people. people. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Followed by Desperado. <laughs> movie. Barmaids. I'm serious, man. This guy, this guy, all he ever talked about for 55 minutes, he droned on about the Forest Service, dude. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't care about the Forest Service enough to. E even in this day and age with all the forest fires that we've been having, I, I wouldn't sit to listen to it about 55 minutes. <sighs> And and you couldn't today anyway because of today's environment, he yeah. would he would say something about management of forests, and you know as well as I do that this would be countered immediately. Nobody would raise their hand; they would just stand up and and shout at him about how it's all Obama's fault that the forests aren't being managed properly, or or yeah. you know what's that other guy's name Newsom. Said Gavin Newsom before cackling and exploding into bats. His fault that the forests aren't being managed. And then somebody else would stand up and yell, call that guy a racist. Yeah. And we still wouldn't know anything about the psychosexual habits of Peruvian barmaids. No. I wonder what happens if you do a Google search on that now. That's <laughs> Peru's cultural traditions and habits. What are typical <laughs> meals and eating habits in Peru? Um. Oh. Peruvian daily life and social customs. That's from Britannica, so you know that's good. Uh, seven customs only Peruvians can understand. This looks good. We should click on that. Sorry, folks. Uh, if you were expecting us to actually have a real topic today, let's see. Uh, number one, drinking Inca cola with everything. Okay. I don't even know what that is. Inca cola is Peru's drink of choice, and Peruvians will happily eschew water for tastier and less hydrating bottled drink. Inca. Inca cola. Inca cola. There are three times as many Inca, empty Inca cola bottles lying about at any construction site as there are water bottles. Okay. 
Soda has a bubblegum flavor, <laughs> which is already reminiscent of sessions at the dentist, but Peruvians love it all the same. You know what's weird about this is one of my best friends is Peruvian. Yeah. They eat cerveche before all meals. Really? Yeah, I don't eat fish, so that one's done. Home remedies. Uh, what? I don't think that book exists. I can't find it. No, anywhere. I can't. Google either. can't find it. It's, yeah. Home remedies. Who needs to go to the doctor's office when your parents have all the remedies you need, whether it's for the flu, COVID, cold, something else. There's, a, when there's, there's no need for a doctor when mom and dad have all the answers. Popular fixes include hot milk with cinnamon, pisco for the flu, and onion syrup, si- onion syrup for a cough. Ugh. Have they heard of Tolos? Mm, no. Nothing begins on time in Peru. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that, you know, since I know one Peruvian, this is absolutely true. Okay. <laughs> Nothing begins on time. Um, people don't always follow through on things. Well, that's not just Peru. That's here. They love yeah. Chica. If Inca Cola is 1A, Chica is 1B. It's an ancient drink made from purple corn. It's a Peruvian staple, served mm. with almost every meal and also as a dessert. You can find it in the supermarket next to the orange juice or buy some from a street vendor. E. No change. No one will ever have change for you. If you try to pay for something and only have a large bill, you'll, largely, you'll most likely be turned down or asked to go get change. Breaking big bills is difficult, so you have to plan accordingly. Okay. So I take it Bitcoin's probably out then. Probably. <sighs> anyway, those are some of the habits of, of real Peruvians who are not necessarily barmaids. Psycho- or psychosexual. <laughs> psychosexual or <laughs> even forest-oriented, which is nowhere near where I wanted to go with today's show. I'm not even sure where I wanted to go with today's show. I had so many notes for today, Rod. I really Okay. Do you, so, you know, we did I haven't story. seen the notes. So I, I know, because I never finished them. See, this is the thing. So I write the notes up for the show. I write an outline for the show, and I send it to Rod, usually no later than at least an hour before we start. Yeah, that's that's fine. I try to do it the night before, but last night was, I don't want to say weird, but... Yeah, well, I wouldn't have looked last night anyway, because I was watching an old classic movie, which we can get to later. Somebody was texting me that he was drunk drinking so that was friday night well all right well maybe it was friday night i was working at least i don't remember because <laughs> anyway point being that i was into this whole thing about weird commercials from the 90s and 80s and i don't know what started me on this and this is not the historical rabbit hole of the week that's a completely different section that i have actually prepped work on this is just off the top of my head stuff Right? Yeah. So there used to be a restaurant here in Silverdale that I loved. And it was called okay. Rack's Roast Beef. You may have heard Sounds of it. Sounds good. It's an Arby it was an Arby's knockoff. Okay. Today the building so is Arby's, Arby's came first. Right. Right. Today the okay. building is back to being an Arby's with no drive through, which sucks. Yeah. That's because that means to get an Arby's and a drive through, I gotta go all the way to Bremerton, which is, you know, okay five, six miles away. Which I realize to those of you in California, it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. But up here, anything more than a couple of minutes away is a long way. (laughs) So, anyway, back when I was stationed here, I used to go to Racks all the time. 
Uh-huh. Because I liked it. It was it, number one. It was roast beef, but number two. Remember how Wendy's used to have the salad bar and the pasta bar and the oh yeah. You know, back when Wendy's was actually good, yeah. and so Rax was a lot like that. But Rax had this weird identity problem. They could not figure out who they were, who they wanted to be, or what they they couldn't even figure out who they really wanted to serve. Was it kids? Was it adults? Was it kids that acted like adults? <laughs> they, they just couldn't. They could not get anything together. And they came out with these bizarre commercials uh, in the in the early 90s about Mr. Delicious. Mr. Delicious. <laughs> Sounds like a pimp name. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Mr. Delicious was supposed to be this. He was supposed to be Mr. Everyman. He was supposed to be you, right? So Mr. Delicious has just had a vasectomy and he's got diabetes and he's got, he's got doctor's issues and he's got, you know, his job, his job sucks and the whole night he's just this depressed, I mean, just this like, I, I'm Mr. Delicious and I'm here to tell you, I'm the new spokesman for Rax Roast Beef. (laughs) And it was such a, and, and, and okay, this is what makes this so ridiculous, right? He did like five of these commercials, Ron. Uh-huh. And then Rax Roast Beef invested the money to do a 15-minute mini-documentary about how great Mr. D was as an iconic oh. ac- advertising character. <laughs> Evern. <laughs> Which back in the 90s, think about this now. Back in the 90s, how did you watch a 15-minute documentary on how, what a great character Mr. D was? There was only one way to do it, right? Yeah, they had to buy it. television time. To yeah. air this on television. Because you're not going to sell the VHS cassette on that one. Right. And there is no YouTubes. Blockbuster's not going to carry that one. No. <laughs> so, this is how weird my life is, Rod. This morning, I'm watching this. And uh, this was all predicated on the basis that Coca-Cola, the, the, the great and mighty... Oz of, of, of soda drinks that doesn't make Inca Cola. Yeah. Which you can get in Peru. Is doing away with one of their iconic drinks. That's right. They're stopped they're, making they're very tab. First right. diet drink, right? They're gonna stop making tab, which means that people kids today, when my son finally watches Back to the Future, he will not, not get gonna... that joke. That's such a tragedy. It is. Just give me a tab. Yep. Can't give you a tab unless you order something. I remember drinking tab at my friend's house. In fact, I think that's where I saw my first Newcastle game back in the seventies. Would have would have been. Did it suck then too? Mid seventies. I mean tab, not the, not tab, Newcastle. Well, yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, I was a kid, so I didn't really care for the diet drink. <laughs> I didn't. I never cared for the diet drinks either. But along after, right after tab became a thing. Uh, Pepsi free or Pepsi light. I can't remember which one it was. It was the one that had lemon in it. Hmm, I don't recall. And what I remember is the lemon killed the taste of the saccharin, which they don't use anymore because saccharin, it turns out, causes cancer. So now they oh, use yeah. aspartame or whatever the heck it is. Um, yeah. And I just don't drink diet sodas. My policy nope. is if I'm going to drink a soda, I want all the sugar and twice the caffeine. Yeah. Because, really, if I'm going to eat a double cheeseburger and a large fry, 
the hell is a Diet Coke going to do for me? Yeah. No, I, I, I stopped drinking sodas years ago. I drink uh, sparkling water if I drink anything ca- carbonated. For me, it's just plain unsweetened iced tea is usually my go-to. Or the greatest drink ever invented. Coffee. Coffee. Java. I, I do like carbonated water. I drink a lot of soda water, a lot of club soda. Yep. Um, but I will admit that I have a thing, I guess, for cherry Coke. I do love hmm. a cherry Coke. And hmm. and I actually have a case of it downstairs in the garage. Okay. If I've, I've had it for about six months. I, I, I can't drink it every day because you know again i'm i'm like mr d i've got i've got diabetes and my life sucks yeah. and my job stinks and that's why i don't <laughs> eat it that's why i eat at rack's roast beef because everything's cheap um so I, I don't drink them very often but i do drink them and I, and the other weird thing about me is when i do drink them those of you that were on the boat with me that listen will remember this i have to have the cup completely filled with ice yes i mean i gotta have more ice than than soda yeah which is stupid because I only drink one, which means that the one I get done, I have this cup that's, you know, three-fourths full of ice. But then you chew the ice. I used to do that. Yeah. But then I got old, and that's why I ate a Rax Roast. <laughs> so I don't do that no more. So I put the cup back in the freezer. With the ice. It's a plastic <laughs> okay. cup. Okay. And then a week later, when I'm getting ready to have my next one, I, I just use the Pork. same ice again. Well, there you go. And it usually takes me about, I don't know, three or four of these things, about a month to get it down to where there's no ice left. And that's stupid. Well, and then the cup needs to be cleaned. <laughs> that would gross me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Probably shouldn't show you the inside of my coffee cup then, should I? <laughs> yeah, mine's pretty nasty too. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, again, none of this has anything to do with anything, but since 25% of you decided to cut out anyway... Yeah. We're just going to do what we want to do, which is... Anyway, so I get started because Coke canceled Tab. Yeah. And that got me on this commercial kick this this morning. And I ended up with this Mr. D and, and Rack's Roast Beef thing. Yeah. So I used to love Rack's Roast Beef. I don't remember it being cheap. I, I, I guess it was because that's what Mr. D is advertising all the time. It's adult food at kids' prices. Okay. Which goes back to the problem they had. They couldn't figure out who they wanted to be. <laughs> Are you? What exactly are you? Um, and I don't remember being cheap, but I do remember being good, and I do remember being off base. Yeah. So I had this policy of if I'm not on base, I don't wear my hat, my cover, and I got yelled at one day for that. Where's your cover? In in the car. <sighs> <laughs> you know, this is one of those stupid navy things. What, are you afraid I'm not going to salute somebody at Rack's Roast Beef? What would Mr. D say to that? <laughs> Mr. D. Mr. Delicious. <laughs> it still sounds like a pimp name. Come on. He carries a briefcase, but he won't tell you what's in it. You have to stay tuned for the next commercial, which, of course, they never got to because Rack's couldn't figure out who they wanted to be, so they ended up filing for bankruptcy, and they never <laughs> finished. So we still, to this day... It's it's like it's like Pulp Fiction. We can fantasize about what's in that briefcase, but we don't really know. Might be your soul. <laughs> An extra pair of briefs. Oh God, probably knowing him, or some kind of some kind of erection medication or something in case he runs into a Peruvian barmaid. 
Could have been a cell phone. <laughs> With, it was the a, 90s, right? <laughs> most days it could have been, yeah. <laughs> wow. Remember the first time I ever got a cell phone call? Yeah. From somebody that had one of those. Just just to tell me that he had one. I'm calling yeah, you the- from my car. And? <laughs> I'm not going to call you in your car, so. I don't have caller ID on my landline, so I don't know where you're calling from, so I'm not calling you back. <laughs> like, I still hate telephones. I hated telephones then. I hate them now. I, I got, yeah. you know, I got my iPhone 11 and blah, blah, blah. But very rarely do I actually get a phone call. And usually when I do get a phone call, it's. Hello, are you there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'll hang up and call again. So I usually just let it go to Messenger and voicemail. Well, and see, I have an Android. I actually have a Pixel, and so it uh, Google will actually screen my calls for me if it doesn't recognize the number. Well, iPhone will do that now too. Will it? Yeah, yeah. The the latest iOS update that has Facebook all pissed off. Oh yeah, yeah. So you've had it all of about maybe a month at most. About that. Okay, it's great. I look down every uh, yeah. now and then, and and I see this. You know, <laughs> you had you had seven calls that you didn't answer, all from unknown numbers or this or that or whatever. Like, oh, okay, but I don't care. And of course, I turned off all my notifications, so that has really cut down on my. But now that I have books on my iPad, there goes my screen time again. Yep, because right it keeps telling me, it keeps telling me, "Hey, Dave, you've got a goal here for reading, so you need to get you need to turn me back on and start reading again." Why do you think they started hawking books to you? You had they had to get your screen time back up. Are they really that smart? Are they really that? I mean, you're the IT guy. Well, yeah, but so I'm the IT guy, but I'm not the the marketing guy. I mean, you're talking about marketing that's interfacing with their IT. That's <laughs> saying, what's the analytics? You know, what screen time's going down? Well, how can we push this up? Well, for those that like reading, we can. Hey, let's start selling books. I think they've been selling books for a long time. I just didn't know it. I just didn't pay any attention. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like Dave's an ignorant moron. It's just I didn't care. Well, but then you know they're competing against Amazon, which has a very large footprint. And before which, that, it was Barnes and Noble, which is right. still out there. And I love my Kindle. Don't get me wrong. See, I had a yeah. I've had that Kindle for over a year when I first bought, but I've hardly used it except for the last couple months. You know what the difference was? What the Kindle itself is very. Thin, lightweight, mm-hmm. big, but it's it 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 doesn't feel solid. Uh-huh. So I finally bought a cover for it, and now that I have the cover, man, it's like I carry it with me everywhere I go now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I got five minutes here, I read. Uh, but now I might start doing that with my iPad. Yeah, which works out I have great. The, the, the paper light, whatever it's called, version of the Kindle. Right. So it's the faux paper screen. What it looks like. I've had that for a couple of years now. Actually, I had an older version too before that, so it's it's great. I've got a cover for it, but uh, half the time when I'm looking for books, I find them cheaper in paperback for some reason. It's kind of like, okay, why would I get the electronic version if I can get it right cheaper? Well, a few years ago, I discovered that Amazon is basically a used bookstore too. So every yeah. time I find a book that I want, I just click over on the other buying options. <laughs> okay, and I got uh, I got one of my favorite books of all time. It literally cost me. A penny for the book and five dollars for the shipping so it's like <laughs> i don't know anyway none of this is anything you cared about i know that but no you know what 
Coca-Cola is doing away with Tab, and yep. Rack's Roast Beef filed for bankruptcy back in the 90s. So you never got to hear what Mr. D had in his yeah. briefcase, which is just like Pulp Fiction. It's, it's the plot to Pulp Fiction, man. Is it? Right out, Maybe that's right the how they came up with it. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's probably what he was doing. That's probably what Quentin Tarantino was eating in Rack's Roast Beef one day, and he went, oh, that guy's got a briefcase. And then they went away, and now I don't know what's in the briefcase. And so how can I make this into a weird movie that will make a lot of money and no sense? It's a lot of money on that one. Yeah, I bought it. I went and saw it. I I don't know why. I I didn't hate it, but... I've never seen it. Oh, dude. How can you never have seen Pulp Fiction? I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I've seen Funny all Funny Bunny, the how can you not have seen Pulp Fiction? <laughs> I just haven't. Well, you know, that's kind of the way I, that's kind of the approach I took to it when I went to see it in the theaters was everybody kept saying, how can you not see this? Yeah. Okay, I'll go. Popcorn was good. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't the worst movie I'd ever seen, but I'm not going to put it in the top hundred. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly eminently quotable. There's no two ways about that. Oh, yeah. That. Anyway, Coke's doing away with Tab. Yeah, it's a sad day. Is it? Tab well, sucked. I, I can't did. believe they made it this long. <laughs> you ever go to World of Coke in Atlanta? No. So World of Coke in Atlanta is like the the Coca-Cola museum of everything Coke. Because Coca-Cola is headquartered in sure. Atlanta. So they have this big interactive place called the world of coke that you can go to and the big joke there is you go into this one room and they have all the flavors that coke makes and you can sample them all oh which is great for me because i get a cup and i go straight to the cherry coke thing and try that yeah drink away and then and then i go back and they say well don't you want to try something else i say no i like cherry coke i like these (laughs) other things i do like regular coke but you know anyway so the big joke is you, you take somebody new that's never been there with you and you have them try the flavors of the world. Okay. So you can get, you know, guava and papaya. And this, and then the last one is this thing called Beverly. Beverly. And the big joke is you get somebody to try the Beverly. Okay. Because it is, and how do I say this on a PG-13 show? It is literally like someone went to the bathroom in your mouth. And I don't mean, uh, I don't mean, I mean, it's the worst thing you'll ever taste, ever. There yeah. is nothing worse. If you, if we really wanted terrorists to confess, we'd make them I drink this stuff. I don't know that, that mango flavored hot sauce beer I Dude, drank. Not, not even, that. not even in really? the same universe. Not even close. I, it is uh-huh. indescribable. Beverly is indescribably bad. And people regularly spit it back out. So there's this whole... <laughs> There's a guy there with a mop because constantly. Yeah. Yeah. People regularly spit. This so stuff. Why would they design something like that? A- apparently it's big in some Slavically Eastern, con- Eastern European land, probably Transylvania. Hmm. Did you catch that folks? It's a callback to a previous show. Yes. Anyway, so it's, it's some <laughs> Slavic country somewhere that they like it for. I mean, let's face it. They're communists. So. They probably would like that crap. They're probably going, look, comrade, we have good drink now. 
It tastes like last week's old shoe. It's made in America. It's good for us, yes? <laughs> He's not tab. He's not tab. And on that note... It's Rodbo's Beer of the Week. Oh, this week's beer is is a local one, but I know it's I know it can be found in some Bevmo. It, it is from Dust Bowl Brewing Company out of Turlock, California, and it is the Russian Imperial Stout. It's called Black Blizzard, and it's nine point four percent alcohol. But it is so good, Dave. And in fact, I texted Dave when I started drinking. I said, Dave, you would really like this, and uh, and then I told him I was going to have another, so my text might get a little bad from there, but. This was really good. It was very good. And so if you can get it from BevMo, I would highly recommend it. It is the Black Blizzard Russian Imperial Stout from Dust Bowl Brewing. Is good beer, Comrade. Is good beer. Very good Not beer. this Beverly crap. And it's great that you should bring up Russia today. Yeah. As if we hadn't already, I guess. Because... And now it is time once more for Dave's Historical Rabbit Hole of the Week. Brought to you by... Bumble Nugget, Colorado, on scenic US-160, on the banks of the San Juan River, home of Dave's Dead Horse Farm. Open weekdays and Sundays after church. Do you know what today is? I am... Sunday? As we we record (laughs) this, it is October 18th. It is, yes. It is also a Sunday and... But today is Alaska Day. Today is the day that we handed over seven point something million dollars to to Tsar whomever, okay. and and we bought Alaska from the Ruskies. Yeah, that was kind of a you know, I guess in hindsight they probably regret that. Well, it, it, you know, it's kind of a kind of intriguing thing because I again bought all these books from Apple, so I started reading reading this book about do you know what was happening in Alaska in 1775 nobody does I, I have no clue nobody no. has any clue nobody well 1775 1776 what are we thinking about the American Revolution yeah do you know in 1775 the Russians were really just starting to explore Alaska they had uh, they had landed in the Aleutian Islands, where they okay. had met the Aleut Indians, Native Americans, or I yeah. guess at that point Native Russians, because it was Russia yeah. then. So, and they discovered that the Aleutian Islands had just massive amounts of things that Russians really liked: pelts, okay, sea lions, foxes, but especially sea otters. They okay. love sea otters. I don't know why. I'm not Russian. I don't waterproof fur. I don't know. Could be, but they do have waterproof fur. In fact, little trivial fact here for you: the sea otter has almost one million hairs per inch on its skin. Yikes! That's some serious hair. Anyway, and and, and believe me, I'm someone who would know. Um, the uh, anyway, they found all these. They found all these sea otters. But the problem with sea otters is if you start chasing them, they'll run away and hide. Yeah. In the kelp. They live in the kelp forest. 
and these Russians who had landed here in the 1770s were, how do I say this politely? Clumsy oafs. <laughs> I mean, they had these giant sure. coats because they, they were so cold. It was the Aleutians. They had these giant boots. They couldn't really chase after these sea otters, yeah. and they were getting frustrated by this. And the Aleuts, the native Russians, were being a bit uncooperative. Oh, yeah. They wanted their help. You need to help us catch these sea otters because we need to we need to kill all these sea otters, skin them, send all these pelts back to Siberia where they will be distributed to China and Russia because they like sea otter pelts. But the elites were like... Capitalist thing to do, right, I guess? <laughs> well, back then we were, you know, all capitalists coming in. But back then, the elites weren't really all into this because, well, let's just face it, I mean... When, when white Anglo-Saxon Europeans show up on your shores and start slaughtering all of your game, what yeah. happens to your culture? Yeah, you got nothing left or move. So the Aleuts were a little reticent to do this. So the Russians do what the Russians always do because that's just who they are. They started pulling guns on people and saying, hand it over. Yeah. And the Aleuts went crap and they started handing over a little bit and then the russians said smiled big and said see we now friends and the elutes went have some vodka uh, no we're not <laughs> no we're not and this began a long process of a extermination of the Aleutian people by the russians and of course the elutes responded to this by by killing russians every chance that they got and essentially you had a war between the Aleutian people and the russians tempered by the occasional let's all get along because you guys are really good at hunting sea otters and we're not yeah so the elutes have this boat that they make that i'm not even going to try to describe to you but they also have this backpack they carry that has like 12 or 15 different kinds of spears on it. But they have it so well organized that they can literally reach back and know which one they're grabbing. Okay. And and they can catch sea otters. And so the Russians want to learn how to do this because they figure, well, if we get rid of all the elutes, then we'll we'll lose the knowledge. But So we should probably try to hold some hostages here to yeah. force them to teach us how to do this. That'll go over well. And it, believe me, it did. It went over so well that the Russian, one of the leading Russian captains, ended up slaughtering over probably close to 5,000 loots before he could finally convince them that you should cooperate with us. Which, of course, leads to a lot of, how should we say, animosity between the two. Yeah. And the lack of cooperation between the two groups is partially what led Russia to later on go these people just aren't worth the problem. So, yeah. hey, you want to buy this? Because these people are a pain in the butt to us. Yeah. But in the middle of all this, one of the Russian Orthodox priests who had gone on these trips, because you don't go to see indigenous people in the Americas without intending to convert them to your yeah. religious ideology. Oh, yeah. Which is, of course, what we do as well, although Rod belongs to the wrong one. Um, <clears throat> I belong to both, actually. Anyway, 
he was uh, he was out walking amongst the the Alut people one day, which is a very dangerous thing for the Russians to do. And he noticed that he was having a hard time moving because his clothing was so bulky and so poorly constructed, and he was getting wet. And he was not real happy about this. And he came across a relatively friendly Alut who introduced him to two things. One, a skin undershirt, waterproof, that kept him dry. And while he thought this was marvelous, the thing he thought was really incredible, and now you can buy for hundreds of dollars at your local REI or other outdoor shop, was a coat called a parka <laughs> by the Aleut Indians. And that is where the term parka comes from, from the Aleutian, uh, the Aleutian Islanders who made Were these Culturally coats appropriated. <laughs> before being culturally stolen by the Russians who murdered hundreds of thousands of these people but never get blamed for it. We do because yeah. we bought Alaska in 1867 to save them from the Russians. But what yeah. do we get for it? Nothing. Well, I mean, other than oil, right? Yep. So there you go. That's my historical rabbit hole of the week. One of them. Because I went through a lot of them this week. I I thought that was fascinating, man. I've never owned a parka. Me neither. Mostly because I hate the cold. Well, number one, I don't live anywhere that's cold enough to need a parka. Yeah. And I haven't for many years. But number two... I just can't see paying that much money for a coat that I might wear three times. Yep. You don't, I don't even think they sell them in the valley here unless it's close to the, the hills where the ski right. resorts are. Right. Well, that would be one thing to do. And there you go. Any watching anything yeah. cool this week? You said you were. Yeah, actually. Um, so a couple of different things. It's, it's re it's kind of rewatching, you know, movies of old and so we sat down and with my 16 year old daughter and we watched monty python's the meaning of life that was so awesome and she how old's your daughter she, she's 16 okay yeah it's it's rated r but she's she's very intelligent and so it, it yeah she got the humor she thought it was funny and, and then last night we watched the three amigos <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> And she liked that one too. So I'm like, hey, this is this is going on great. I'm gonna have to find some more of a classic El humor. Waffle. That's a great movie. Would you say I have a plethora of pinatas? <laughs> Could it be that once again you are angry at something else and you are taking it out on me? <laughs> it's so good. I didn't realize it was a musical. You know, it didn't occur to me. I guess I didn't pay attention to it when I was younger. But. So I'm, I'm curious about your daughter and Monty Python because Ben, yeah, um, he loves the scene in Holy Grail, which yeah. I have not let him watch the whole thing. I don't want to sit here and make you think I let my son, my 10-year-old son, watch Monty Python and Holy Grail. But somehow or another, he caught the scene of the bridge. Okay. You know, answer these three questions, three. Yeah. And he what just thinks that's is your name. Ted. What is your quest? The Holy Grail. What is the capital of Assyria? I don't know. <laughs> he thinks that is the funniest thing. He made me do a video of him and I doing that bit years ago. Oh, it's on funny. Facebook somewhere. 
he just thinks that that is riotously funny. Yeah. Which is why I really can't wait for him to be 15, 16, whatever, and, you know, let him watch some of this other stuff. But then again, how do I say this politely? My son is... Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My son is me as a kid on steroids in, okay. in nerdship land. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah, he's a boy, all the boy issues. I walked into his room the other day and went, holy crap, that's some funk. He's yeah. 10, you know, it's like, yeah. dude, you got to start taking more than two showers a week. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, I'm and, still and fighting that with my 19-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little worried about him because, man, he just uh, he just does not have the suave yeah. and deboner moves of his father. Yeah. He's like I really did, too. I mean, yeah. and I keep thinking to myself, is my task in life to make sure that my son does not make the mistakes that I made? Or <laughs> is it to let him figure it out on his own? I and I don't know. combination of the two, yeah. Well, how do you deal with that? How do you, I mean, you got sons. Yeah. I, I, I have a son. Yeah, he's he's 19. And so um, he's, I, I love the guy. He's just a little clueless when it comes to dealing with uh, people. Yeah. And, and his room, there's some funk in his room. And it's like, okay, I, I'm waiting for like a girlfriend or something that, you know, forces him to like shower more than couple times a week he showers before he goes to work that's a plus but when he's not working he doesn't shower it's like dude come on nobody wants to smell that right you're not on a submarine dude you, there's no excuse not to yeah and and see here's the thing i gotta fight him to get him in the shower it's like he's 10 yeah. folks but i mean it's 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 like this epic struggle between the aleutian islanders and the russians to get him into the shower yeah i feel like i have to trick him or whatever and then he finally gets in there, and, and then I can't get him out. He stays in there for like an hour. And, and it's, you know, man, I don't know. I caught him singing one day, I'm watering my butt. I'm watering my butt. Like, well, you, you know, you can you can shorten the long shower. You just turn the hot water off to the shower. Yeah. I could do that. I had, I had to fix our shower a couple of weeks ago. We had a yeah. bad leak, and so we have a house built in the 1990s, back when back when Mr. D was shilling for Racks Roast Beef, yeah. and he was telling us about how depressed he was and all that crap. Anyway, so we have one of those cartridge-type shower heads, shower okay. valves. So I had to replace this thing, and I guess I wasn't paying any attention, and I installed it upside down. So okay. now now what was hot is cold, and what was cold is now hot. And that, yeah. that threw everybody off for a couple of days. But Oh, yeah. You go, you turn it to turn right. it to what you think is warm to right. like heat up, and then yeah, go step in. <laughs> so he gets mad at me. And he says, "But it says hot because the plate says hot over here and cold over here, and it's backwards." I said, yeah. "Watch this." And I unscrewed the plate, rotated it 180 degrees, <laughs> screwed it back in. <laughs> I went there. Now it's right. Yeah, he looked at me like, "What? <laughs> Why can't you fix it?" Yeah. I'm not taking this thing apart again just to turn the valve over. Jeez, that's yep. you know. Just deal with it. It's not that it's it's life, man. Just just yeah. have a tab. <clears throat> Except yeah, you can't anymore. Tab. Can't have one no more. Nope. 
so bizarre. Yeah, we've been nerding out over here. You know that, of course, and during the during the day we're watching the Married at First Sight still. So I've been playing a lot more of the No Man's Sky video game. It's really good. Which I, by the way, do not have the computer power to run. That's what I figured. So, yeah, I do not have a super gaming machine. I have. You been would enough. enjoy it, Dave. Yeah, I, sure I'm now. I've created a a, a uh, aquatic uh, exocraft. So now I'm exploring the the oceans on on one of my main that, worlds. Is that your way of saying a submarine? Well, they call it an exocraft. It's I don't know. I guess it's a submersible, but it's like a one person. Yeah, it's a submarine. Okay. Yeah, I knew we'd get you there. Get you interested. Yeah, yeah. In you didn't watch. Uh, you didn't watch any of the uh, the hearings. No. No highlights, but see, I didn't even watch the highlights. I didn't. I literally, don't care. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's hard for me to explain this to people because Dave, you're a political pundit. You're supposed to know all about this stuff. I I don't care. I I, I can't emphasize this enough. I mean, I can say it, but I'm not sure it comes through enough. I, yeah. I just don't care. It doesn't mean anything because they're just going to go ahead and do what they're going to do. Right. And when Biden wins or if Biden wins, then then they're going to undo everything. And if if Trump wins, then we're going to go through another impeachment. And oh, yeah, I mean, it's like, good Lord, can I just uh, get on with my life like the people in our listener city of the week? Uh oh. emotionally unsatisfying drum roll that it's so sad i can't believe i didn't fix it. i said to myself i was telling rod before the show i kept thinking i'm forgetting something i'm forgetting something i've been working really hard recently um to improve my skills elsewhere since i'm unemployed like mr d now um <laughs> so i've been really working hard on my photoshop skills and my videoing yeah. video editing skills so if you visit the dave bowman facebook page You'll see what I'm talking about. I, I've been doing a lot of that, so I'm, I kind of got lost in that a little bit. I okay. learned how to make animated GIFs or GIFs or yeah, GIFs. whatever. I learned how to do that. Okay. So I'm pretty proud. I'm kind of patting myself on the back. Anyway, I was telling Rod before, I keep, I'm forgetting something, but I can't remember what it is. And then about 10 seconds after we decided to start, I realized that it was the, it was the city listener of the yes. week, listener city of the week oh, drum roll, which just ends yeah. badly and i don't know what to do about it this need to, listener need to find another one i need, well i need to add something to it or some yeah. some herald trumpets or something yeah but uh i don't know we, a little we fanfare do, a little something. fanfare at the end of that yeah maybe maybe some mr d hi this is mr d with your mr delicious with your listener city of the week I wonder if I could find that guy. He's probably dead. I mean, he had to be in his yeah. 50s or 60s back in the 90s. Well, if he had diabetes and all that <clears throat> other stuff back then. Right, but he is an iconic cartoon character. So that's what I'm told by the... Anyway, we should find him and let him do it. Yeah. So the point being of all this, that the Listener City of the Week is uh, represents 63% of the listeners in this particular state. Really? Which is... A state I have been to, it is one of my, I wouldn't call it my favorite states because it's flat, cheese intensive. Okay. It is Wisconsin. There you go. Where apparently 6% of our listenership lives. Um, and this 
particular city represents 63% of that 6% of our total listener base, which, of course, has gone down because some of you people aren't doing your part. Not pointing any fingers at you, but you know who you are. You know what happens when you point at someone? One finger points at them and three point back at you. So obviously we're doing something wrong, right? We are. The city, as of 2010, had a population of 233,209 people with 102,516 households, 47,000 families, with a population density of 3,037.0 inhabitants per square mile. And this city is, of course, are you ready? I'm ready. Drum roll. Madison, Wisconsin. Madison. Now, Madison, Wisconsin, of course, is the Episcopal See for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Madison. The Wisconsin Evangelical... Evangelical. Evangelical? (laughs) Evangelical? Lutheran Synod has three churches there. Um... Most American Christian movements are represented in the city, including mainline, mainline, mainland, mainline denominations, evangelical, charismatic, fully independent, and LDS. They also have a Sikh temple, a Hindu temple, three mosques, several synagogues, and a Baha'i faith place, plus a Quaker meeting house. And Rod, I do not know which uh, which branch they belong to, but they do have a, a unity church. Do they? Two largest employers are the University of Wisconsin at Madison and something called Epic Systems, which is a privately held health care facility. So, in 1996, Money Magazine identified Madison as the, quote, best place to live in the United States. And I only bring that up because I know at least one person who... Couldn't wait to get the hell out of Madison, Wisconsin, because in his words, it really sucked. I don't think I know anyone in Madison. Mm. Oddly enough, I know people. Uh, so I certainly if, if you're one, one of the Madison there. listeners, please, please send us a note. Tell us how we're doing. Right. This is your opportunity to paint your city in a better light than we've painted it here, even though you're the, the listener city of the week. The, the email address is Dave. DNR at the Dave Bowman show.com. There you go. Or you can just uh, message us on Facebook or whatever. We do have a Facebook page. I keep forgetting about that. I do. I don't know why. I keep forgetting about that. I haven't been paying attention, to, paying attention really to Facebook as much anymore. Wait, do, what, what do we ever decide on the MeWe page? Uh, like we do have no, a, an official MeWe commentator, by the way, Jonathan. Oh, okay. Was upset because apparently, now I didn't realize this, but apparently he says I did not post last week's show on the MeWe page, which could, could be part of the 25% decline. That could be, yes. I think I did because I'm looking at it and it is there. I like MeWe. I just, there's not a lot of friends and stuff on there. So it's it's hard more to. more than Parlor. Yeah. It's, I, I don't think I have any Parlor friends. Sad, man. It's sad. I mean, I have parlor friends, but none of them post on parlor because, and I see this <laughs> great politeness, parlor kind of sucks. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's great to have your own echo chamber and stuff, but yeah. when when everything is just the echo, see, I have this theory, Rod, about Twitter, which yeah. is that peop, you only follow people that are going to piss you off. Okay. Because you need to be angry about something. And Facebook yeah. is the same way because Facebook is so big. 
you can't avoid the people who are going to make you mad. Something like Parler or even to a lesser degree, MeWe, all you're seeing is people who agree with you on everything. So it's like a big yeah. convention of Mr. Delicious. Yeah. We all have our briefcases. We all have our problems. We all have our opinions. And they're all the same. Yeah. Let's go eat some racks, roast beef. <laughs> no, I really think that. I, I, I really... I really think that's the case. And so I don't know if we should do a MeWe page or not. It would make Jonathan happy if we did, I guess, as the official yeah. MeWe commentator. But <clears throat> I don't know if I'm just that into just pleasing one person. No. I mean, it's not like his comments have been. No. We should we should create a, a Twitter page, a Twitter account page. Oh God, that I way hate we can get Twitter. Banned. I hate Twitter. I have a Twitter. I have two Twitter accounts. As a matter of fact, I have my personal Twitter account. I have no idea why. I never tweet, and I have the 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 show, the Dave Bowman Show podcast page, which is literally my website tweeting when I post something on my website. Yeah. So each new show gets. That's it. I don't even know why I have it. I really don't. I have one follower that I know actually pays any attention to it. Like two hundred twenty followers or something. Yeah. And. I mean, I did this on Facebook the other day. I went to the Facebook page, the, the show page, and I had 612 people who like this page. So I started going through the list of people who like the page. Yeah. Don't know that person. Delete. Don't know that person. <laughs> Delete. Never heard of this person. Delete. That person is obviously fake. Delete. Bum, bum. Yeah. By the time I got done, I had like 219 left. Yeah. There's a lot of fake accounts on Facebook. Well, it wasn't even the fake accounts. It was people that I have no clue who are. I mean, maybe they were listeners in the radio days, but I know they ain't listening now. Yeah. Because they're not commenting. They're not even Mr. D-ing me. Yeah. Yeah. What, what WTF with that? I don't understand. Why are you on Facebook if you're not going to say anything? Yeah. Do you just want to get pissed off? I mean, this is the whole thing. Is it, Anyway, that's my, that's my social media theory of the day. Is The okay. only reason we're on it is because we want... To to be angry. Yeah, that could be. Well, what does that say about us as a people? You can't find stuff to get angry about on your own? (laughs) I got to have somebody else's help to get me angry? That just just leaves us to being angry with our spouses and our significant others. (laughs) Right, but I mean, you think about this, it's like, there's a lot of psychosexual behavior that needs to be analyzed in this, so... Because if you need help to get mad, I wonder if there's a psychosexual Peruvian barmaid's Facebook group. Uh, there might be. And if there wasn't, there may be soon. Because <laughs> I'm unemployed and I got nothing else to do. <laughs> Work on the graphics for that page. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. And on that note, I'm Dave. And I'm Rod. And this has been Do Not Resuscitate.